This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, an exciting new app to help you better train your dogs and celebrating the 75th year anniversary of an outstanding pet foods company. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-host, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca. Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A dot com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Here's an alarming statistic. More than two-thirds of dogs and cats have oral health disease by the age of three, and one of the indicators is bad breath. Do your pets have a healthy mouth? Do you cringe when it's time for a kiss or a snuggle? Let's get to the cause. Harmful bacteria in their mouth. And bad breath is just the start. The bad bacteria cause tartar and oral disease, which can lead to serious overall health problems. It's critical to make sure your pet's oral health is the best it can be, as good dental health is key to optimizing their overall health. Now, good news. It's easy and affordable to improve their oral health with ProBiora Pet. Just one scoop of this dental care probiotic mixed into their food daily floods the mouth with positive bacteria, which crowds out the bad. This means better oral health and fresher breath. Probiora Pet is an all-natural dental care probiotic. It's odor and taste-free, so your pets will still enjoy their chow. We want to keep your pets healthy. During National Pet Oral Health Month, our listeners can save 10%. Go to probiorapet.com and use PLR10 at checkout. That's probiorapet.com. Use PLR10 at checkout to save 10%. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I am here with Monica Layton, owner of Professional Pet Sitting. And Monica, you know, for us people, there's always something when we go, yeah, there's an app for that. But when it comes to our dogs or our pets, sometimes there is an app for that. So can you tell us uh, one of the most helpful apps going on out there right now? 
Absolutely. So there are such an range of really helpful apps out there for pet owners that I thought it would be a great segment for us to go over from time to time. And in this edition of There's an App for That, I thought we would talk about dog training. So all the time that somebody's introducing a new pet to the home and getting that pet trained is worth so much when it comes to happiness and happy, cohesive companionship for a pet. Nobody wants to have an unruly pet in the house. And so many pets are given up to rescues because of lack of training or behavioral issues. So taking the time when you first get a pet to really get it trained and well-behaved can add such a huge, it, it just makes vital differences in the relationship, the bond. It strengthens the bond by the time that you're working with the pet. And it's more enjoyable all around. Um, you have a pet that you can do fun things with and take places. And it's just less stress. And it just makes for the total pet owner relationship to be improved. So a lot of people are busy. They don't always have time to sign up for the local dog group, or maybe the group this week is talking about sitting, but you really need to work on chewing. Um, there's so many different situations out there, and not that those classes are not beneficial. They absolutely can be, and they're great for socialization, but if you're in a situation where you do not have as much time, or you simply want to work on more additional stuff, then what they're reviewing um, your one-on-one -on -one sessions, there are some great apps for that. So one in particular that I found is called Pupper, and it's P-U-P-P-R, and it's Pupper Dog Training and Tricks. So it's essentially meeting your new dog trainer. So the app was started by celebrity dog trainer Sarah Carson, and she's got the Super Collies, and they've been on, they were like the top five of America's Got Talent. Um, they have all these Guinness World Records that her dogs have done. So it's a world-around celebrity dog trainer. And she has put a dog trainer right into your phone. So Pupper includes like step-by-step -step video instructions on how for you to teach your pet basic obedience training, like how to sit, how to stay. And they even get into more advanced tricks like you know, how to fetch a leash or how to sit pretty. Um, they have over a hundred lessons taught by Sarah Carson. And they actually have Pupper masterclasses that can provide in-depth guidance on topics like leash training um, taught by a variety of experts, not just Ms. Carson. Um, they have live chats, so you can sign up for a live chat with their team with all these world-class trainers. Um, they have uh, clicker training um, built right into the app, so you can even use the app for clicking and learning how to do clicker training. Um, you can track your pup's actual progress. So it has little trackers in there that you can use. Um, they offer little photo challenges. They have reminder systems. So when you're teaching your pet how to go potty or how to stay, they have little reminders and um, aids that you can use to kind of get them on that little schedule. Um, you can collect little badges within the app as your pup trains up to the next level. You can, the app can support multiple dogs. So you can include, you know, issues with multiple dogs and have them kind of categorized. Um, besides the live chats and you know, all those other things, you have a team of trainers that are available 24-7.
So you can literally log in to work on issues like nipping and jumping and potty training, separation anxiety, tricks, like the whole thing. They have different levels. They have the free version. And then you can also get enhanced versions um, called Pupper Premium. And that can range like $12.99 a month. Or you can do a whole year membership for some of the advanced levels. The app itself is free. But then you can do in-app purchases as well. So there's definitely good starting points that everybody can take advantage of. And then you get to more in-depth levels or need one-on-one training, then you can kind of piece that out and see how it goes as far as what you want to spend financially and, you know, what they have to work with. That sounds so great because it's right on your phone. Absolutely. And some people prefer one app over another, but another app that is is fairly similar, same thing as far as dog training, is called Good Pup. And it's um, Good Pup Dog Training at Home. So kind of similar, Good Pup offers one-on-one video chat training. Um, they use video chat to bring their top trainers um, to you and work on goals. So they have um, trainers that will do like weekly video calls. They have little daily training goals. Um, they will do text check-ins um, with you with your questions. Um, they just have a lot of different options. So how they work is um, they can use the video chat to work with the trainers and actually work on individual specific needs. Um, They have group lessons. That way you work with your pet at home and train at home. And then you have the backing and the resources of those experts as needed. And Good Pup is they pride themselves for being all about positive reinforcement training, and they are backed by the American Veterinary Association. Um, Very similar to the other app, they can work on a variety of things, potty training, crate training, basic commands such as sit, lay, lay down, stay, um, using a release word, come, heal, leave it. Um, going to a certain spot, and then they'll also give you skills to work on how to avoid bad behavior, um, how to work with socialization with your pet, with pets and people, and preventing unwanted behaviors such as begging, barking, and jumping. So again, with the last one, it's a free app to get. They do have some additional in-app purchases that you can um, do, but again, If one app is kind of easier for you or speaks to you more than the other, I would suggest kind of getting them both, checking them out. And sometimes when it comes to training and things, certain styles work best for certain pets and certain people. So if you've got the time, get them both, see which way works best for you and get your pet into that level to where the bond is good. You have a pet that's well-behaved that is a integral part of your house and that doesn't add any stress or issues with that animal pet bond by that unwanted behavior. Okay, this is so important and so convenient now too. And you're right, not only does it help with the bonding, it helps to instill good basics with your pets. And I got to tell you, this is great for people who are in like with shelter animals or rescue animals, animals you adopt, because one of the prime reasons when they they call them boomerang dogs that they go back is because the poor 
dog does not know the basics, just commands and things so that they don't, they don't come trained or some do, but you have to like invest in it. And this is perfect. So people don't have to go anywhere. It's literally right on their phone. And you've given us two great examples of things that, that we could try. So to see what fits, I guess, our needs or our pets the best. Absolutely. Wow. This is great information. Great information for pet parents out there, for people who may have just adopted a dog or are looking to adopt a dog. There's a lot of information right at your fingertips that you could use that could not only change your dog's life, but it'll change your life. Cause I find that, uh, when you train with your dog, the bonding level increases to a point that it's really great, very rewarding for both you and your pup. So Monica, thank you so very much. This is such great information and we'll be talking to you next week. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello everyone. Susan Marie and Miss Olive here to tell you about the award-winning three book series, the Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In this series, Miss Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, Bill Jack Foods is celebrating 75 years of exceptional nutrition. And here's some tips on your pets eating healthy. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. As a pet parent, I am aware of the importance of having a good nutritional foundation for my pet's health and nutrition. And with us today to share valuable information for healthy eating for our pets is the Chief Marketing Officer of Bill Jack Foods, Kim Gablin. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for having me on. This is great to, great to be here to talk about how it's important to keep our pets healthy. Well, before we begin, I'd like to congratulate you and everyone at Bill Jack Foods for 75 years of exceptional nutrition, making our pets' lives so much healthier and happier. So I have to congratulate you for that. And, and throughout the years, gosh, the show's been on, we're in our 19th year and Bill Jack's been with us for uh, such a long time. And we're so honored that you have uh, shared such valuable 
nutritional advice for our listeners over the years. We have so many new listeners. You guys have been with us for so long that maybe some of the new listeners would like to learn a little bit more about Bill Jack. And also, Kim, you're the kind of like the face or the voice of uh, Bill Jack for our show. Can you tell the mm-hmm. listeners a little mm-hmm. bit about what you do there? Yeah, well, you know, thank you. I, you know, I, I really appreciate that we're, you know, we're so excited about the 75 years and really we need to thank folks like you and all of our, you know, pet parents and dogs of, over the generations that have been with us. I, I know that Bill and Jack, who started the company 75 years ago, they would be so proud. You know, I, I think that they knew that they could really make a difference with nutrition. They knew how much, you know, like you're talking about on the show, they knew how much health and nutrition go together and that that's really a key foundation to making sure your dog is healthy is getting them good nutrition. And so that's really why they, they started. That's really why they, they did this, because they really felt like the food at the time, right, in 1947, was really not doing the best that it could to help dogs be healthy. So, so it's, really, uh, it's really a pleasure that we've been here for 75 years, and it's only because, I, you know, I think it's because of how great our food is and high quality it is and, and, and just the feedback we get from pet parents because otherwise we wouldn't be here any, any, you know, any longer. So that's really great. You and I have talked for years over the different foods that you guys have created to accommodate, whether it be breed dogs and the little jacks, which of course, you know, mine are addicted to and all the different flavors that those have blossomed into. You do, you walk the walk and talk the talk. Yes. And, you know, and, and that's what I love about my job is, you know, I get to talk to consumers about, you know, what's working for them, what's not working for them, you know, what do their dogs need, you know, what's coming up, you know, what, what are they looking out for or what are they concerned about? And so that's what's really great. You know, I get to look at that and I, I you know, help with new products, you know, and, and think about what kinds of new products need to be out there. Um, Certainly, you know, we, you know, I love doing uh, radio shows like, you know, talking with you, for example, and being able to communicate some of these important things. You know, I think a lot of times we take a lot of this information for granted, you know, at Bill Jack just because we, we know it and, and, and not everybody eats and sleeps dog food like we do. <laughs> and so, you know, it's really important that we um, communicate some of this information for, for folks to be able to understand what can help their dog be healthy and happy. I also want to go into something else because this is something that I use for my dogs all the time, which is your uh, the probiotic spray. You've gone into all different avenues, like you've you've got the supplement for the joints, you've got the probiotics. It's like you are, you're listening to your consumers, you're listening to the pet parents, and you're doing things to just selfish pet parent and say, accommodate us, <laughs> you know, you're giving us what we are saying we need for our pets. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you. And when, you know, we really are looking for, you know, what do we know is going to help dogs, right? What is going to help them, you know, with their immune system, with their digestion? Mm-hmm. You know, those are the kinds of things that we're looking for. So as we see things, right, as we see ways to be able to help support their joint health or ways to be able to help support their digestive or immune health, like with probiotics, we're going to, you know, continue to, you know, move forward and introduce those and bring those to life so that, um, so that people can be able to do that, you know, easily. And, and we, we, you know, we are, it's really important to us to have really good nutrition, but of course, if the dog won't eat it, then it doesn't matter what kind of nutrition we have, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to be able to make sure we have that balance between having, you know, outstanding nutrition, but also making sure that it tastes really good so that it makes it really easy for you to be able to feed your dog and have them enjoy their, their meals every time they eat them. What are like some simple ways to help our pets like build good nutritional habits? 
you know, I think the first place to start whenever you're thinking about nutritional habits is feeding and a feeding schedule. And so I know that our lives are busy and, you know, we have things that go on from time to time that kind of interrupt our, our normal schedule. But anytime you can kind of put together a schedule, whether you have a puppy or you have, you know, a dog that's been with you for a while, like we have, um, you know, it doesn't really matter, right? You want to kind of get that schedule. And, you know, it could be at 7 o'clock in the morning and 7 o'clock at night. It could be once a day. You know, whatever that is, you know, it's kind of funny. Your dog adjusts to that and then kind of gets used to what to expect. So having that schedule is a really great way to kind of start building that healthy eating habit, um, you know, first and foremost. And then I'd say, um, you know, it's always funny. I don't know if this happens around your house, but I know, Sue, what happens with us is sometimes Jay will feed the dog and then I'll come along and I'll think that I need to feed him. So I try try to also ask, hey, has anyone fed the dog today (laughs) before we double feed him? Because, you know, he never says no. <laughs> well, I live that way too, and, and it's and it it does it gets confusing, and the it can, it can. and the dogs are not they're looking at you going, come on, Dad, say you didn't feed us. <laughs> and I get that like you didn't feed me face whether I he's been fed or yes. not, right? So so I think that is I think it's really important to like make sure you have some sort of a system or way to communicate. Like if someone's not home, did someone feed the dogs? So the poor dog. The poor dogs don't, you know, don't miss out on a meal. It's also really important when you're feeding them to know how much you're supposed to be feeding them. And that's, you know, that's a little bit trickier, but it's not so hard, right? A great place to start is with the, you know, with the um, feeding chart on your dog's food. So, you know, uh, we all uh, give all that information on there about how much you should feed them a day. And so um, that's usually based on their weight, but, you know, it's also based on their activity level. And so, you know, you should start with the um, information on the bag, and then you should adjust up or down. You know, if you have a couch potato, you know, might need to like kind of feed a little less. You know, if it's, your dog's not as active, feed a little less. Maybe in the wintertime, they might need a little less food. Um, or, you know, um, if it's summer and they're active, or that you have a very active dog that you're out running with and doing those kinds of things, then you might need to adjust that food up. So it's important to kind of see how their weight is doing and then use that kind of as a way to be able to know if you're supposed to feed them a little more or a little less. But measuring will try to, you know, keep that under control so they're not getting overweight, right? That's really a that's really one really big negative thing on their health. If they're overweight, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And that's so true. And you know, Kim, some of the uh, us pet parents, we have to be kind of taking extra special care of our pups because they have sensitive stomachs. So how do we um, how do we kind of take care of that? Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of times dogs are sensitive for a variety of reasons. And so I think the first thing you want to do is make sure that you know there's not something medical that's come up that all of a sudden your dog maybe is um, maybe they're spitting back up their meal. You know, maybe there's something else that's going on that's new. If it's new, and, and and then you might want to talk to your veterinarian about it. You know, but you know, some dogs are just built to be a little bit more sensitive, right? And they could be sensitive to the ingredients in the food. They could be sensitive to how the food is cooked. You know, so um, I know that it sounds like dog food is all the same, um, but it's really not. I know that at Bill Jack we cook it very slowly and gently, and we really feel like that helps to protect those nutrients and not to damage them. And that makes them easy to digest them, you know, when the dog can actually use them and benefit from the, that nutrition, that's really important. So it's important to, you know, to think about kind of how their food is made um, as well as not just the ingredients that are in it. Um, and then, you know, of course, 
ultimately it'll be how that dog digests those nutrients and absorbs those nutrients readily. I think, you know, from a sensitivity perspective, you're going to want to, you know, maybe look for a food that is specifically made for sensitive dogs. And so that's a great way to be able to do that, um, to be able to kind of get them what they need. You know, they, they could have uh, additional uh, things in that food. Like, for example, we have a digestive and immune formula uh, that's under our sensitive solutions line. And that really has some things like it has a combination of chicken and whitefish so that to make it an easy-to-digest diet. Uh, it also has um, probiotics and prebiotics. So again, trying to get those good bacteria those that, to help support a healthy gut, that's really important. Um, it could be, you know, if your dog eats really fast, right? So if your dog is a fast eater, that may be tough on their tummy. And so that might make them more sensitive, like they might spit their food back up if they're eating it too fast. So you might want to find ways to be able to slow them down if they are sensitive. But there's there's lots of ways to be able to kind of address that. And certainly, you know, minimizing the number of things you're feeding them at a time is also really important to kind of get to the, like, to the crux of the matter, right? If, if you're feeding them, you know, a different wet food all the time that you're adding in, if you're switching foods all the time, you know, it may be helpful to kind of settle things down, you know, maybe feed them one food and one treat for a short period of time, see how they do on that, and then kind of go from there. My Francesca, she is actually going to be 17 this year. And we have, yeah, we've been using the Breakthrough Biotics, uh, the spray for her for, Mm -hmm. I don't know, probably since it's been around, but we, because she has so many sensitive, she has a lot of stomach issues, but she's, I mean, she's a senior, 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 and we use it for olive. Olive's going to be 15 this year, and we use it for cocoa and cocoa seven. So, but I mean, I believe that some things like that, as well as the food, because you have such a, like a, a selection of food that like helps to contribute to the health of the pets. What makes Bill Jack a great choice for pet owners? Because of all of the things that you have, I just think that it, you offer so much to the pet parent. Yeah. Thank you. I I think what really makes us special is, you know, not just that we're looking for those high quality ingredients, you know, but, but actually that we use 25 pounds of fresh chicken to make our, you know, adult formulas, our three adult formulas for small, medium and large breeds, our, you know, our three puppy formulas. We use 25 pounds of chicken to make a 30 pound bag. So we're really, again, you know, taking that fresh chicken because, again, that those nutrients are fresh. They're as healthy as they can be, right, to start with. And then we're gently cooking them to protect them and, you know, be able to turn them into food so that when your dog eats them, then, you know, then it's, it's easy for them to digest it and they get the benefit of that nutrition. And so um, a lot of times when, when there are sensitive dogs, we get a lot of feedback from pet parents about how, you know, they tried – 10 different things, but then they finally tried Bill Jack and their dog really seemed to digest it differently. So, but, you know, I get a lot of questions about allergies and those kinds of things mm-hmm. from pet parents. And, you know, there are so many things that dogs can be sensitive to. And they're, it's not just food because food allergies are not really super prevalent, but it could be things that are in the air, things that are in their environment. So, you know, so it may not always be the food, even though I think we're all quick to judge, right, that it may be the food mm-hmm. first. It's always important to look at the food, but it may not be the food. Um, you, you really have to, to kind of sort that out. Yeah, and, and it's always important, too, as, as you touched on earlier, the immune system. We've got to keep the immune system strong, as strong as we possibly can. 
Yes, and you know, people don't realize that you know the, and, and I think you know again as we learn more and more right about our anatomy, about dogs' anatomy, you know what we found is that um, a big part of the immune system is in the digestive tract, mm-hmm. it's actually in the yep. digestive tract. So that's really you know a lot of people don't realize that. So if you're you know if you you know irritate the digestion and in the digestive tract, then you may have a dog that's going to be sensitive, right, and have some other issues, right, that could have skin and coat issues or other things that are going on. And so um, it's really important to get that good nutrition and to be able to um, gently, right, feed that digestive system and have it be able to work properly. Where can listeners go to learn more uh, about Belljack, where they could purchase it, where they could learn more about it? And, of course, I tell you that I always love receiving my uh, my newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I am about that. And I get such great <laughs> training tips and, like, little nutritional tips and all these little nuggets that we talk about. I find them in there, and it's like, and I say, again, I mean, I've been a pet parent for twenty over 25 years, and mm-hmm. I'm, like, going you know what? I didn't know that. Or, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So there's, there's that too, that what you offer. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of fun putting together our monthly uh, e-newsletter, the best friends club. It's uh, it's great because, uh, and just the other day we have a, a relatively new uh, person who's on my team and uh, he was helping, he helps us do all of the articles. And he said, you know, I'm going to be getting a dog this year. And I'm so excited because I'm going to be ahead of the game because <laughs> I have all this new this knowledge, right? I'm going to, I'm going to have a good start. So I, I just smile, made me smile to hear that because that's exactly why we do the monthly newsletter is to be able to share some of the knowledge that we have and, and some of the things we're interested in, right, that we want to go write articles on about how can we do this better or what's a challenge for us. But, um, you know, I would say that come out to the, to the Belljack website. It's, it's uh, belljack.com. B-I-L-J-A-C.com. And, you know, we have, you know, like you said, the dog blog is out there. You can sign up for our best friends newsletter to be able to get um, e-news and, and also some coupons every month, you know, that we offer. Uh, there's also um, nutritional information about all of our products. And we have a really fantastic store locator. So if you're looking for our treats, you can, you know, kind of say here's my zip code and, and check off the treats box and then find out all the places that we have treats near you. If you're looking for our dry food or our frozen food, it's all there. We try to make it as simple as possible. And then, of course, you can always call call us on our 1-800 number if you have any questions. We're always happy to help um, from customer service as well. Well, well, Kim, I want to thank you so much for being our guest and always for sharing such valuable nutritional advice with our listeners. And on behalf of pets and pet parents everywhere out there, happy 75th anniversary to Jack Foods. We're so honored to be a part of it. Thank you so much. We'll be back in just a minute. Coming up, how to keep your pets safe and warm from the cold this winter. Stay with us. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. As a pet parent, I want to keep my pets comfortable and safe no matter what the weather is. And today to share some valuable advice on winter safety is the Chief Marketing Officer at Bill Jack Foods, Kim Gablin. Hey, Kim, welcome back. Hi, thank you for having me on to talk about this uh, chilly topic. Chilly, chilly topic. Even in my part, I live in the South, it does get Mm -hmm. cold. So Yes. Can you just like give us some ideas on how cold is maybe too cold for your dogs? Yeah, you know, so this is a great question, Sue, because there's not probably a perfect answer, right? There's there's a few things to think about as you think about cold and your dog. So, you know, it really depends on, and you know, some of the things, the factors that maybe might make a difference, right? I might tell you, oh, well, this temperature is a bad temperature, but depending on the wind chill, you know, so if you've mm-hmm. got a cold breeze blowing through, that may make it actually, you know, uh, colder faster um, or how humid it is outside. Um, whether the sun is shining or it's cloudy could also have an impact on how quickly your dog could be uh, affected by the cold or how much they're moving around. So so there's a lot of things to kind of think about for temperatures. Um, what, what I'd say is there's kind of three numbers to think about. So uh, in general, the numbers you want to think about first are 45 degrees. So the 45 degrees is about um, when cold-averse dogs start to feel a little uncomfortable. So, you know, I think about, you know, Miss Olive, you know, uh, being a short-haired uh, dog, not a lot of, uh, not, no fat on that girl, you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, so, so, you know, she's going to get cold more quickly, right, at 45 degrees. Um, so those are dogs when they might start to feel uncomfortable or affected by it. Um, also, the next number would be 32 degrees, so smaller dogs, if you think about it, um, dogs that maybe don't have a thicker coat, uh, dogs that are older, you know, because it's going to be a little bit harder for them to keep their temperature kind of going, and then um, dogs that might have medical conditions, right? So 32 degrees is the number to think about for them because that's when they're going to start being more affected, right, more quickly affected by um, 32 degrees. And that's when you're not going to want to be outside for more than, you know, maybe you know, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and then the last number to remember, so we talked about 45 degrees, 32 degrees. The last number to remember is 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. And that's when the potential for like frostbite and um, hypothermia increases significantly. So um, that's when it gets to be a little bit more dangerous, right? So if you're outside for more than, you know, five or 10 minutes, then you're going to start to see, you know, some of the effects of the cold, um, you know, on your dog. So, so 45 degrees, 32 degrees, and 20 degrees. Those are the things to, to kind of pay attention to with an understanding that the wind chill could make it, you know, might be 45 out, but it might only feel like, you know, 35. So you have to kind of think about that as you're outside as well. Wow, that's really important. I never even thought of it that way. I mean, these are three really important numbers to keep in mind because even where I am, sometimes it'll get down into the 30s and 40s in the evening when I take them out and I have to have their little jackets on them just to keep them warm and little booties on Olive just to make sure that her, because it gets cold. But as you say, in the other parts of the country, you kick it down into the 20s or the wind chill factor. So there's a lot to consider. And I, I'm 
from up north. And when I used to walk my dogs, I always had their coats on and, and everything. But it's mm -hmm. amazing how quickly, as I'm as you're laying this out, how this makes so much more sense. So this is well, this it, is it, good to keep yeah, in mind. Yeah, the dog is really a true a true cold weather breed, right? Like a Malamute yeah. or a Husky, you know, they're going to really be affected by the cold no matter how much fur they have. Yeah. So, um, you know, like you said, you know, thinking about, you know, booties um, potentially because, again, uh, it can get, their their feet can freeze very quickly um, when it gets cold and they're standing on that cold snow, especially if it gets wet and it's cold and it's starting to freeze. Yeah. That's really, um, that's really tough and that can, you know, that can give them frostbite. Um, or, you know, like even just a little jacket or sweater, you know, um, it just takes the chill off or keeps to chill off for a little longer to give yeah. them a little more time to, to you know do their do their thing outside and then be able to come back in. <laughs> I find that the cold, even where I am, it's a motivator to let not have them <laughs> sniff every blade of grass. <laughs> They're like, okay, let's go. Okay, I'm back in. <laughs> yep, yep, I'm all done now. Thanks. Let's, well go, done. Back in. <laughs> let's go. So, how can pet parents keep their pets like kind of comfortable and safe in the when it's cold out and the elements yeah, are not so, so good. Yeah, so I think that you know, like, like we we're talking about, you know, being able to have, you know, potentially some protective clothing could could be helpful. Um, you know, you know, a sweater could be really good if you're at a place where it's wet. You know, so maybe it's snowing. You might want to have something that's a little more uh, rain or you know water resistant. Um, because, you know, you might want to have something that, that keeps yeah. the water off them because otherwise it might snow on them. And I know that, you know, when I take Blizzard out, it'll snow on him. He'll get wet. No matter if I have, like, I try to take an umbrella out sometimes <laughs> if it's really snowing <laughs> and try to keep him a little bit drier and, and uh, warmer. But um, but a lot of times I'll just throw his little jacket on that has more of a waterproof or a rain, at least, you know, some rain stuff to be able to keep the wet off of him so that that's not making the cold even colder, yeah. um, especially when the wind is blowing. Um, and, you know, and, and then, you know, there's things... Where, you know, if there, if you've got snow on the ground um, and you have that where you live, you know, you may want to shovel a path. You know, Blizzard's really a small dog, so he really can't, you know, once it gets, you know, over a couple of inches, we really need to be shoveling him a little path out on the grass. So so we, we shovel a path through those. Through, and I know you small dog those you small dog people out there know what I'm talking about. We, we shovel a little path through the, you know, through the patio and then out to the grass and, and then a little bit on the grass. And then, you know, nothing, nothing huge, but at least that gives him a chance to be able to go out and not have to be stuck in the snow um, for a long period of time. And occasionally, you know, he'll jump out of that because he loves the snow and he'll go hump around in the snow for a little while, and that's okay. But then you want to be able to come in. You also want to watch for snowballs that um, get on their fur and yeah. in between their paw pads. So when you get in the house, you know, sometimes being able to make sure that they're, um, you know, I, I tend to um, have a towel or, you know, there's a lot of different um, dog towels that are made that, you know, help, help you get them kind of dry after they come in from outside and they're all wet and snowy. So you might want to use one of those towels to make sure you brush off as much of that snow off their paws as possible. Because, you know, that, again, that snow can stay there for a little while and actually exacerbate whatever kind of um, cold and frostbite, right, that they're starting to get. No, that makes so much sense. And and also, if you're out there walking and there's elements, you don't want to, like, let's say they put salt down or something. You want to make sure you clean their feet out so that they don't have, like, the little, the little balls of snow don't have anything else mixed in with them when it gets caught in their little feet. Yes. Yes, that's definitely true. I mean, like, you know, if you're, if you're putting salt down, you want to make sure that you've got a salt that is 
good for dogs, mm-hmm. you know, that's uh, safe for dogs. Important. And, you know, if you're out walking on the street and things, you know, like here they come out, the salt trucks just, you know, salt a lot on the, on the streets. So, um, you know, sometimes the booties can be really great. Or like you said, there's some great little paw washers that you mm-hmm. could just you know, like, stick their paw in that kind of get some things off of their paw. So you may want to make sure that you're wiping that kind of thing off so that they're not sitting down. And then, of course, their, their tendency is to lick their paws clean. Yes, and then they're going to get all that salt if you're not if you're not careful. No, they. I think I told you this story before. When we lived up in New York, we had two greyhounds, and I had one mm-hmm. who would love it. He'd go jump in the snow, and and we'd have their little path dug out, and he'd jump in the snow, and he had a ball. My other greyhound, my female, didn't uh-huh. would never touch the ground. Her feet would never touch the ground. If the the ground was wet, even if it was raining, if the ground was wet, <laughs> she would not touch the ground. And she had the booties on, and she was like, uh-uh. So John had to literally carry her, and he would try to get a dry plate. Like, he'd try to get it as close to the ground <laughs> oh, as possible, no. even in the, as the snow was coming down, to have her do her thing. And then she'd immediately look at him to pick her. She'd do it, immediately look at her to pick up. Hey, he had to pick her up and bring her in the house. And my other guy, William, yeah. is like, he's doing, like, snow angels, and he's rolling around. But sure, my Maggie, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. She was the original diva, and she didn't even know she was a diva. That was. It was like, she just, we just had to like go, she'd like go, "Uh -uh," not touching that. So yeah, yeah. well, every dog's different. They are. Every dog's different. Mm -hmm. They are. You just kind of have to go with the flow. And, and, you know, and it might take a little time, you know, booties are a special kind of thing, right? So not every dog is going to go, oh, this is great. I love Mm -hmm. having something on my feet that I've never had before. They're going to have to get used to it a little bit. So you might have to practice. You might have to practice in the house a little bit before you take them out or, you know, and then, um, and then, you know, uh, kind of get adept at it, right? Because sometimes it takes a little bit to get everything on. So it's an, an extra few minutes. But if you think about it, it's a little less time that you have to worry about cleaning up when you get back. Absolutely. So, so Kim, what are some signs that dogs are getting too cold if they're outside? Yeah, you know, I love it. I know, I know just like your your greyhound was telling you kind of how she wanted <laughs> <Yeah>. it to go. <laughs> yeah. they, they have a way of talking to us, right? Mm-hmm. They have signs that they give us to let us know that things are not going the way that they'd like. So when you're out in the snow, you're just taking a walk, you know, these are the kind of things you're going to want to look for. So, um, you know, is your dog maybe whining or whimpering? Um, maybe they're trying to, you know, verbally, you know, tell you, hey, this is uncomfortable. I'm, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling comfortable. Um, if they're stuck, right, if they're unwilling to move, you know, because they, they don't want to go any mm-hmm. further. It sounds like maybe that was like your great mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, Maggie just put me right like, here and then I'm, yes, I put the brakes in. on. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, of course, um, if, if they stop walking or playing or they start prancing on their feet or holding up paws, that's what, that's what Blizzard does. Like, I'll see him like on three legs or whatever and then <laughs> on two legs and then he's falling over. Right. So, so, so as soon as I grab, as soon as that happens, I grab him and we get back inside. So, um, those are, those are good ways to do it. And you want to check their paws then because then again, they may have that snow in their crevices of their foot pads. Um, if they're shivering, you know, obviously that's, you know, that's a sign that they're cold. Um, you know, sometimes dogs actually get anxious in the snow mm-hmm. and they become fearful. You know, they might try to turn around. They might try to pull you back right to the house. So that might be another way of them telling them, hey, I don't want to really be out here. It's a little bit too much for me or I've had enough. And then last but not least, they may look for a hiding place. You know, are they trying to get under the table, you know, because they think it might be warm. Um, you know, they want to get some shelter or get away from the snow. So if you're seeing that kind of behavior, right, those are things that, you know, that your dog's not having any more um, fun in the snow. And so it's time to go in. It's a little too cold. Yeah. I, I think that the novelty wears off. Some, as I said, some of them love it. I mean, I go to my Greyhound William who 
loved the snow. It was like, yay. <laughs> and then, as I said, my other gray hand was like, mm, not so much. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and it really depends on, you know, it really depends on, um, you know, what they get used to also. I mean, it's kind of like us. I mean, if you live in Florida for a while and then you move up north or vice versa, it takes a little bit of time for your body to acclimate. So if they're conditioned to being in something, mm-hmm. you know, that's warmer or colder, and then maybe you go visit family, you know, you also have to be careful about, you know, taking them out and, um, and, you know, they might think it's really fun at the beginning, but they may not realize that, oh, well, gosh, I got cold really fast. So you're going to want to look for those signs. Like when we go up north to visit grandma, we have to, we have our puffy coats and everybody's like all warm and it's like a novelty to them. But then they're like, oh, okay, I don't want to go out in the yard anymore. So <laughs> yeah, they're like, we like Florida. It's all good. Yeah, let's go back to, and all three of them, even though they're the rescues, they are, they are all born down in Florida, so, and, mm-hmm. you know, rescued in Florida, so they have that Florida blood, so they're like, eh, I love grandma, but let's have her come back down here. So, <laughs> part of making sure your dog's healthy, making sure your dog is weather, weatherproof for the cold and, and insulated is also to help them with a healthy diet. So, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about Bill Jack? Yeah, you know, um, Bill Jack has been around. This is our 75th year. I can't believe it. We're so proud to be around. We've been family-owned and family-run um, since we started. And um, and what makes us different is really just our nutritional philosophy about um, nutrition. And it's really about protecting the key nutrients that we put in the food, right, to make the food healthy. So, for example, we use 25 pounds of fresh chicken to make a 30-pound bag of Bill Jack Adult Select and our small breed adults and our large breed adults. So, you know, um, it's really important to start with fresh chicken for us because we want to make sure that we have good nutrition that comes all the way through the bag. And so naturally, you know, we want to process it as little as possible and as gently as possible. And so we want to start with fresh chicken, which is great nutrients, cook it very gently and slowly, and that helps enhance the taste. And cooking it gently and slowly also helps to protect those key nutrients so they don't denature and break down, and that means they wouldn't be as available to the dog. So so we think that feel like that's really why... Um, people say so much, uh, you know, to us about why they're so happy and the results that they get. A lot of times they see it in the coat. And the coat is usually one of the last things to get nutrition because all the other body systems take priority, right? Obviously your heart and your muscles and all those things take priority over the skin and coat. So when you see a dog that, that you actually see them shine and they have great skin and coat, you know that nutrition is getting all the way to the tips of their fur and, and the tip of their nose. You, think, you know that it's coming all the way through. And that says a lot. And again, I always talk about it, the treats, like the little Jack treats, they're, they're very, I have to keep my dogs thin. They're all, they're little dogs. And these are great treats because they taste good. They feel like they're cheating, but it, they taste good and, but they're low in calories. And they also, in some of the treats, there's, there may be a few fillers in that could, that could cause them to gain weight. But I find that using the Bill Jack, the little Jack's, Mine are still the same weight that they were years ago. Yeah, you know, we get so many comments on our treats, and I know, I know exactly what you're talking about about their nose, nose. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I bring home, if I bring home, uh, you know, a, a bag of treats, Blizzard knows exactly where they are oh, in my yeah. briefcase or in my, in my purse. Yeah. And so he, he's like sniffing at the table, even though I didn't even say anything about treats. Uh, but it, it, um, 
it's really great because a lot of them are, they're small. You know, they're some of the small ones, like our little jacks are only about three calories each. Our breakfast jacks, our dessert jacks, those are all like about three calories each. So those are really terrific to be able to feed and not feel guilty, but they still pack a lot of punch. Mm -hmm. They're made with real fresh chicken liver. And so um, it really, that really comes through and a lot of dogs just love the taste of them. We have another great treat called America's Vet Dogs that we help support the America's Vet Dogs organization and that helps provide uh, service animals to uh, veterans and first responders. So we, I mean, there's just so many great things. It's a win-win treat because it's a great treat plus it's uh, doing good. So, um, so we really love that treat as well. So we have a lot of really great options and, and so many things to choose from. So, you know, Blizzard never gets bored, you know, that's all he eats, and he, he's, he's always happy with it. So, <laughs> yeah, they do. They they love the taste, and also you do. You do have the different flavors, and it's all you know that you're giving them something good, and you know that they're giving them something healthy. So, um, it's peace of mind for the pet parent as well. So, where yeah. can the listeners go to learn more about Bill Jack and all of the where they can get it and all of the stuff, and of course your amazing newsletter, which I love to get every month. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're out on social media on Facebook and Instagram, and so Twitter. You know, come follow us out there. But you know, the website is really a great place to start. So it's BillJack.com. It's B-I-L-J-A-C.com. And we have some great information out there. If you go uh, to Pet Parents, we have a place where you could sign up for our Best Friends Club newsletter. We sent that out you know, once a month, and it's great. It's got usually like three or four stories in it that are about either nutrition or fun facts about dogs. Uh, so we've got lots of really you know interesting things that we talk about there. And then we also have some opportunity to be able to get a coupon or some savings on some food or treats. So it's it's you know kind of fun to be able to get a little bit more information and uh, kind of get a little reward for doing that too. I love it. I love, love, love it. And Kim, I want to thank you for being our guest today and thank you uh, for sharing such valuable information on keeping our pets safe and healthy during the cold weather months and gave some great information that I wasn't aware of that that I made notes of. So uh, all of you listeners out there, hopefully you got it too because this is really valuable information. So thank you so much, Kim. And as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Enjoy and be safe out there. Have fun in the snow. It's still it's still lots of fun to have fun in the cold, but it's a great way to be able to be safe too. Yes, be mindful. So, and you gave us some great tips on that. So, thank you very much, and we'll be back in just a minute. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon.
Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.